What is up? What is good? How you living? How you feeling? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. How does it feel hearing those two words, David Ingber? Super Bowl. It, uh, it's, it's actually, we're, we're here. I know I joked about this on Monday about the storylines of the like, can you believe we made it to the Super Bowl? But it does kind of feel like that. It does feel like last summer we were like, there's no way they're going to get through a football season. They need a bubble. How, how are they going to possibly get through this? Uh, you know, some guys got COVID. It's not like everything was all peaches and cream the whole time, but they did get to the end of the season and we do get the two probably most deserving teams, definitely the two most deserving quarterbacks in a matchup, which uh, the whole world should watch. Can you imagine if that barber spread COVID to all of the Kansas City Chiefs? Could you imagine? Apparently the barber tested negative the day before, but positive the day of. But like, could you imagine we finally get here and because they all needed to get cleaned up five days before the game? Oh my God. I also made me think, you ever hear the stories back in the day when there's like a, a hotel and somebody pulls the fire alarm from a fan mm-hmm. of the other team? Sure. It was like... The NFL wouldn't be that diabolical, would it? Like, if Belichick were in the Super Bowl, I don't know. I don't even know if it's a fun topic to talk about. Ugh. Yeah, it makes me icky. Just <laughs> but just I think, but I don't it. even have to say it. And you're like, Belichick might. Belichick no, might. Belichick wouldn't do that stuff. I, I, I hope he, not. He skirts up to the line, but <laughs> he doesn't actually like cause people to get horrible, debilitating diseases. I can't see him doing that. Robert Kraft has come out and said he is rooting for Tom Brady. We will find out who people are betting on on this episode. Very jam-packed episode today. Kelly in Vegas, the crack daddy, and the triumphant return. A year in the making. I don't think he's been on the podcast. He has. But the last time it felt real was Mm -hmm. at the Super Bowl last year. And he came out there and said, you know, they really need to get the ball to Damian Williams. They need to focus on this and do this and that. And man, did they. So Warren Sharp returning. So it's Kelly in Vegas, Crack, and Warren Sharp. And of course, David Ingram. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. Action-packed. And it's just so good to see all of our greatest hits from 2020 coming back. It's great to see Warren Sharp, who's been amazing this year, all of his analysis on his website and beyond. Uh, crack who's been killing it for us. I don't know if you've been following his picks or making some of the picks that he suggested on this show, but man, you've made some money if you have. And uh, Kelly in Vegas, the best to do it. We love her. So glad she could make it as well. Uh, I'm excited to break down all the bets with her. Uh, You have a concept to talk about the prop bets. This was one of the storylines I feel like was going to be bashed into the ground. I said the Gatorade color, Uh, but there are there is no event with more prop bets than the Super Bowl, and I'm right. I'm already going to guess that Crack is going to say that exact line. But the thing with prop bets is normally when you talk about them, everybody kind of agrees. Oh, Gatorade, yeah, red, 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 red. Oh, it's going to be over under on the national. Oh, over, 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 over. You wanted guaranteed disagreements. How yeah. are we going to accomplish that? I'm going to present to you a menu of about 20 prop bets and you have to pick a side on all of them and I'll take the other side and then we're just going to keep track of them during the actual Super Bowl. And basically, if you win, you get a dollar. If you lose, I get a dollar and we see who gets the most dollars by the end. There are a couple with a little bit of juice, in which case I might give you two dollars to three dollars, that sort of thing. Um, But I'll I'll, I'll let you know when there are odds. Most of these are 50-50s though. Knowing you, are these all real prop bets? These are all real prop bets that I found on actual websites spread around a few of our favorite websites. 
Okay, so it's not going to be like how foggy does Andy Reid's <laughs> visor get? Okay, uh, where or like how like many times start? does my daughter bother me during the first half? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's just start with the the way to start: heads or tails. Which one do you want? Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Left goes taking tails. I also want you to tell me afterwards which one you were hoping I would take. Uh, you know what? There was some study at some point that tails, because of the amount of metal that's required to make a, a, the, the, the tails is a little bit heavier oh. than the head. Oh. Yeah, that the, for whatever reason, they're commemorative coins that tails are something along the lines of like 50.1% instead of 50% chance. So you do have the favorite there, but I wouldn't call it a heavy favorite. I have I have seen um, a $5,000 bet uh, already apparently has been made on the coin toss. And I just need to say to the people out there that need that much action, 1-800-GAMBLER, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of things to bet in this game. It doesn't have to be that. But I guess in your odds brain, 50-50 is not a bad odds proposition compared to some of the other things to gamble on in the world. Uh, that's an interesting way of phrasing it. And I would not, I, I actually don't like that the way you just okay. described that. Because please, if you put, correct it. if you put $1,000 down at a casino, you're actually probably going to make about 900 or 950, right? So you're putting a guaranteed 50-50 proposition and you make about 49% EV. Mm. So it's actually like, it's it's a negative EV. That's called the juice or the VIG that the casinos take, which of course they're going to take that, right? Everyone knows uh, that when you bet, let's say the, the Kansas City Chiefs minus three, if you bet $100, you're not going to win $100. You might get you know, $95 or $93 right. or depending on how the action has gone and those extra five or $7, the casino takes that for the, uh, the privilege of having taken your bet. It's like a service fee. Mm. But if you and I are just betting one-on-one, -on -one, it's just $1 for me, $1 for you. I'm not actually taking a rake or <laughs> I'm not taking a Got VIG it. off of these. So it is a direct 50, 50. So your, your EV, your expected value should be about a hundred percent. Why am I told then that roulette Black and red is the smartest one to bet because it's just simply binary. Once again, I these are the not the sort of games that I play. I play games of skill, poker, yeah. Uh, yeah. where I like getting into a hand where I say to myself, I've got somewhere between a 60 and a 65% chance of winning this hand. Then another card comes down. Now I've got a 74% chance. Or mm -hmm. if I place a certain bet, I think I could jump that up to a 95% chance of winning this hand. But I don't like playing, just spinning and just watching games and praying. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll say this to anyone that listens to our podcast at 1.5 speed or God forbid two. Ingber, did you have a lot of coffee? Because the way, man, when you were just ripping through those probabilities right there, <laughs> you were at 4X. That was amazing. Uh, you asked okay, me once, you asked me once if I could give a TED talk on anything, uh, what would I give it on? And do you remember my answer? Yeah. I feel like Expl it was probability. Explaining probability to the masses. It's something that people need to understand. It is. Because a lot of us just go, you know, I love heads. And that's our thesis state, our hypothesis. <laughs> All right, where are we going to next? First play from scrimmage, run or pass. Which one do you want? Okay, so I know. Shit, baby, I'm going pass. Mm -hmm. That's the that's what I want. I want pass. It's pretty chalky of you. It's the slight favorite. Is it? Yeah. What are, what is the line right now? It was like minus one twenty five versus plus one fifteen or something. Oh, it, man. It's, I tried to choose essentially fifty fifties. Can uh, I get the can I get the 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 line 
before next time just so I know? Or is it better if I don't know, do you think? I thought it might be more interesting if you didn't know, right? And, and yeah, like, like right there, I was upset that I gave up that value with the run right there. But you know what? The the lines are not based on what's going to happen. It's the lines are based on what people are betting. And right. what people are betting is that, oh, Tom Brady's going to air it out. Oh, right. Patrick so Mahomes is going to air like it out. I don't that I came on the square side on that one. Right, that you were on the slightly me, square side. At me in the public. So now- I'm turning off public brain and we're turning on private brain. (laughs) All right. Similar prop bet. First play from scrimmage in the second half, run or pass. Unless there's a third thing that you know about. There's a run or a pass or a run. I'm going run. (laughs) Okay. I hope I win both of these just because he was upset. the line on that one. What was the line on that one? Pretty much the exact same thing. It's the, it's the hey. same concept that someone's coming out of the locker room. All I right. I already feel like a sharp. You see that? I'm a sharp now. We're ready. Uh, first Bucks drive ends in a punt, doesn't end in a punt. This is a 50 50 direct. Wow. Okay. Um, The Bucks. Because Are the they- normal prop bet on this is ends in a punt is a plus 100, but then they have all the other options of it ends in a safety, it ends in an interception, it ends in a touchdown, da-da-da-da-da, right? Those are all different crazy odds, but I'm just making it simple. It ends in a punt or it doesn't. I'm going to go with yes. I believe that the Bucks. Um, before we keep going, in your brain, like I feel like everyone's going to be betting the over in this game and everyone's mm-hmm. expecting this to be like super high scoring, that's the hardest part about being a good gambler is you have to root for everyone to be sad. Yes. Like all of my bets right now should be sad bets. It should be run, run, punt, punt. Like that's the smart play. And it 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 makes you, I don't know, it kind of makes me sad to think like, I don't want to make these bets and then watch the game and be rooting for a bad Super Bowl. Well, talk to Crack, talk to Warren, talk to Kelly because I'm glad we're talking to them. They're real gamblers, right? And the goal is to make money. The goal is not to have a lot of fun watching the game. A lot of people say, I'm going to put 50 bucks down on the over because it'll be so fun to root for touchdowns. That's not the way a real gambler thinks. And I will say this, though, that think about that to everybody out there before you make your bets. What kind of a night do you want to have? Do you want to have a night in which you're rooting for fun or do you want to have a night where you're sitting back there and you're really paying attention and you're like, man, I'm I'm making some money because sometimes you can make money and not have fun. Hey, if you go, if, and if you go under, 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 and the whole game is over, 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 not only are you miserable, but everyone else is having fun. (laughs) And everyone's like over city. And you're like sitting (laughs) with your under ticket. Oh shit. Okay. Like, oh man, I thought it'd be under 36 on an adjusted line. Okay. This one's got a little bit of juice to it. Now, do you want me to tell you the the juice before? No, no, let's do it so that I okay. can get revealed. Total players to attempt to pass over two and a half or under two and a half. That's phenomenal. Okay, so who on the Tampa Bay Bucks could throw? I really haven't seen anybody do it all year. Kansas City, I haven't really seen Travis Kelsey throw or Hardman or Tyreek. But it is Andy Reid and Bruce Arians. That's exactly what I was thinking. This is a coaching prop more than anything. It really is. And the fact that I haven't seen him do it this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ha- these, you're thinking through this the exact way I did. Yeah, because like if Sean Payton was in this game, hell yeah, I'm taking the over. Um, oh, well, that, that probably would be a three and a half person line because they would assume Taysom would throw at least one pass. Oh, you're absolutely right. I am going to say, and also, you know what? 
by betting the over, you're also kind of being negative, Nancy, if there's a backup quarterback comes in. You're like, oh, guess what? Oh. oh, Brady went down? Hey, at least I hit my prop. What a dick. <laughs> at least I got a guy. Uh, I'm going to go with under, though. I do not think it happens. Okay. So in this one, the uh, the the VIG, the, the plus 150 was for the over. So if, if I win that bet, I get uh, three. And if you win it, you get two. Mm, so what? So which side were you going to go there? I was going to go with the over just because it does feel very Andy Reedish to have someone that like we think Kelsey and it's not even Kelsey that it's like it's, we think it's Tyreek it's not even Tyreek that you know Darrell Williams actually throws a, a pass or he brings in Chad Henney for some weird gadget play I don't know. I'm also wondering with uh, shoot you can get a fake punt you know all that stuff exactly. But also, um, I always wonder with Andy Reid when they do those forward shovel passes. You know, like, is there a situation where it goes to Tyreek and then he throws it forward to Sure, somebody? which is technically yeah. a forward pass. That's all you need, yeah. All right, this I is my square city right now. This is my favorite one, and this is the most vague of the day. Are you ready for this one? Yes. Offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown? Yes or no? Jeez. There's a huge vig on this. So you could get, you either win $1 if you say no, or you win $8 if you say yes. <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly happy taking either side of this. I know, I know. I'm playing it straight. I'm going no. All right, I'll be so celebrating when some random offensive lineman when, dives on a, an end zone fumble. Yeah, or JPP recovers a fumble in the end zone or yep. something. I get a lot of options there. I'm really setting you up to really just clean my clock. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if I have to Venmo you six dollars at the end of this, I'll consider uh, it good content. Any coach's challenge leading to an overturned play, yes or no? That's 50-50. I'm going to go yeah. Okay. I'm going to go yeah. It is weird. I mean, it's, a, it's about 50-50. It, it does feel like it happens every game, but numbers-wise, it actually doesn't. I think it's mainly because my first thought was they're not going to want to overturn a ref on the biggest stage. My second one, though, is they'll definitely overturn a ref on the biggest stage if it's a little bit close. And also, I feel like Arians and Reed are are both very uh, apt with the challenge flag. Um, I feel like there's a lot of talent that's going to be moving so fast and feet are going to get down when the refs are like, there's no way that got down. So I'm going, yes. Uh, now I, I need a list of this at the end. I'm going to yeah, be I'll show you on the doc. The okay, good. Um, okay. This one's a really fun one. Um, I, I've seen versions of this before, but I love it for this because there's so many potential players on the field that could score a touchdown. Scorer of the last touchdown, jersey number over 24 and a half or under 24 and a half. So you have to think about which guys, which category of guys of you the want. last touchdown scoring the last touchdown. So if under you get Brady and Mahomes, right over you over, get Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. But you get Tyree Kill is under. Hold mm -hmm. on, I got to pull up the the roster. <laughs> yeah, it's here. it's kind of a fun one to look through. Uh, what's the vig on that one? That's 50-50. They just they found the correct number where there's 50% of the touchdown scorers are below 24 and a half and 50% are above. 24 and a half? Yep. So, man, listen to this. If, if So the Chiefs, you get Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, and Byron Pringle, and Mahomes, but you don't get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, Travis Kelsey, or pretty much anybody else on the defensive side, except you do get Brashad Breeland and Juan Thornhill, just in case those guys take one back to the house. And oh, it was just like an ugly pick six to end right? it, yeah. It was the last touchdown? The last touchdown of the day, right. You also get 
Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scott Miller to the under, but you don't get Antonio Brown. You do get Tyler Johnson. Obviously, you don't get Gronk. You you get, and that way you're not getting the running backs. The point is, Ronald it's a fun Jones. one. I'm going the under. Okay, I'm going the under because I want the quarterbacks. So by the under, you're getting the quarterbacks and the receivers. Mm-hmm. The over, you're getting the tight ends and the running backs. Yeah, and so the one, the only one I'm afraid of is Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, right? Which is like, yeah. if, you know, the the Chiefs are down by four points and driving. Like, who do you think Mahomes is going for on third and seven? He's going Travis Kelsey, you know. But having the quarterback sneak, yes, is clutch. And then having a, like, if if Mahomes starts running, that's when you just get to stand up on your couch and be like, get in there. <laughs> uh. Uh, this one's fun. This I, again, I, I just like the the thinking through it concept. Yeah. Players to make at least one reception. Under 15 and a half or over 15 and a half. That's a lot of people, but it, there might be a lot of passes thrown. Let's let's say the names. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, uh, Gronk. I went on a whole thing recently on how I think Cameron Brait. So five. Then the question is, Did you I, mention I would Antonio say, Brown? I'm not sure. If you don't think he catches he, one pass? Is he healthy? Is he healthy? You don't think he catches one pass? This is like I, I just wasn't sure if he was playing. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, but okay, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, uh, and then you you don't know if you know any of those other guys. Um, and then the other team, so that's like seven right there. What was the number? Fifteen and a half. So they're basically saying, do you think seven to eight guys on each Tyreek, team will make it? Sammy, Mikol, Kelsey. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, man. And then you also got to factor it. Does interceptions count, do you think? No, that's a that's an interception. This is players to make a reception. And you said it was 15 and a half? 15 and a half. It's a great line. It really makes you think. I'm going to go the over. All right. I wanted the under. Yeah, I probably should have gone under. The reason I go over is I think about the let's get him a touch in the Super Bowl. Yep. Factor. The the. Anthony Sherman needs to catch a pass. Yep. Because I want him to be on the stat sheet. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping that like we get some fullback dump offs and some random Ronald Jones catch. That's like a, a refrigerator Perry touchdown type of thing. Just get get the guy in at the very end. Yeah. No. See, that's the the that story is backwards. That story is refrigerator Perry already had one, and they were like, and he should have gotten Walter Payton the touchdown. And so it's really because of Walter Payton that I say that Walter Payton until his death was angry at Mike Dicka for not letting him get, get a pass on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. All right. These are two straight up ones, and I'm going to put your uh, your Squaresville thinking cap to the test on this one. Tom Brady, passing yards, over or under 295.5? Pew. I, I'm going under. Yeah, I would bang that over personally. Would you? Love the over for 295. What's the What's the vig there? It's 50-50. That's just for, for over-under props, uh, unless it lands See, on but a 295 is like me telling you that for four easy payments of $19.99, you can have this phone. It seems so low, but it's 300 yards. And I just, I I feel like I'm going to go under because I feel like everybody's betting the over. Now I'm trying to be more sharp. but Okay. Mahomes passing yards, 325.5. Jeez Louise. A lot of I'm going to go yards. under there too. I'm going to go right. under on both quarterbacks. I can can't you, wait till when, they both have 400 in the third quarter. When we, uh, 
when we have some of these guests on, remind me of some of these props. Yeah. And I kind of want you to be on with me so that we can like be like, Adam, you're an idiot. I can just share you on the Google Doc. You can read through them okay. if you want. This one, okay. I've never seen this prop before, but that's so fun. Final play of the game, under over 10.15 p.m. Eastern time. What? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to go over. Okay. I, I kind of want to be over just because so many weird things can happen, but maybe it's a yeah. quick game. I, but uh, so the game, it's like the clock hits zeros, not like the post game. Yeah. Clock Final play zero. of the game is, yeah, 10, 14, 59 p.m. or under or 10, 15 p.m. or over. You're taking the over. I cannot wait to be sitting there at my digital clock. But think about if you had five grand riding on that and you're sitting there watching a commercial break take an extra minute and a half <laughs> and you're freaking out just because they have to do one last kneel down. Yeah. Before we get to this final play, we'd like to bring in the chairman of Ford. <laughs> Come in and talk about the, new the play. Oh, um, and, and it looks like somebody is using the laser and we're going to have to get that handled. <laughs> like, and it's like the guy that bet 5,000, not on my watch. Oh, man. All right. Just a couple more here. Will the game be tied after 0-0? Zero, zero? Yes or no? Yes, I think this is going to be one of those like lead tie, lead tie. This one's strange that it's 50-50, but you never know. Like football scores can get wacky if, you know, somebody oh. misses the extra point or something. And then you you might never see it again. Yeah. I believe for that prop though, by the way, if like the, the Chiefs score and then they miss, so it's 6-0, and then the uh, Bucks score and then they hit it, so it's 7-6, that does not count as it ever was tied. Right. Even though there's Even though it was technically 6-6 six, six for a moment, yeah. No, uh, okay. Longest Brady completion over under 39 and a half yards. Under. Mm. 39 and a half. I don't know. Scotty Watch Miller might be streaking Warren, down the sideline. Warren Sharp's going to come on and be like, technically the Kansas City Chiefs have allowed the longest plays of the year. Okay. 39. <laughs> that just seemed long. Travis Kelsey receptions. We had to throw it in. Over under. What do you think the number is? Eight and a half. Eight and a half is exactly right. They've juiced it up. It was seven and a half the last couple of rounds. Then again, he did make it to like eight receptions by, I don't know, midway through the second quarter last time. And, you know, so I, I was obviously watching the the NFC Championship, AFC Championship game, and Devontae Adams had 14. And I'm mm -hmm. like, they're going to – so I'm going to go over. I okay. think that um, – That's your guy. It's my guy, but also if it's a shootout, that's where Mahomes' eyes go in when, when he needs it. Yeah. Uh, eight and a half is a lot, but that's a testament to him, man. When you're expected to, to get nine catches. Yeah. Uh, this is a really fun one. Who has more receiving yards, Gronk or Mecole Hardman? Wow. I love that I'm one. I'm going to go Mecole. Okay. Because the reason I like can this break is one. I'm waiting for the, and by the way, texts are open. So what I'm saying is, is if, if certain of, if it's like nine 30 and we're like six minutes left, you can text me. I want to be texting with you. These are not real bets. I'm not going to get emotional and distraught and like drag you on the podcast and be really rude. Um, I, I want like a text in the fourth quarter where you're like, wow, I won that Gronk battle for Mikol. And then Mikol catches the screen. <laughs> 69 yarder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like by betting on Mikol, I'm never out of it. That's a good call. That is a good point. Yeah. I always um, have all right, team to score last, Chiefs or Bucks? Mm. Because this could be, you know, if the if the Chiefs are up by fourteen, the Bucks could score last and win this bet and still lose the game, or vice versa. Sure. Um, 
Man, I realized today as I was in the shower and I was thinking about like doing the betting podcast and all this, I'm a, just a chief's homer right now. Yeah. Like I, I really am. And it scares me because I wanted to just go chiefs and uh, I'm realizing that I'm getting into that mode where Sunday at six 40 or whatever it is, I'm going to be sitting there and like the bucks are up 10, nothing. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go last score. Um, chiefs. I'll pick the chiefs again. Okay. Now, uh, Kelly's going to be joining us any moment here. So I want to get these last ones in here. We just have to get bucks plus three or chiefs minus three. We have to pick the game. I am taking chiefs minus three. I knew you would. I'm perfectly happy to take the points there. I'm perfectly happy to take the points. Yeah, Yeah. I figured, I figured it's smart. And now as like a tiebreaker, we have to do the Gatorade. We got orange, red, yellow, green, clear water, blue or purple. And we each get to choose. We, we sort of alternate um, our choices here. And I have the first pick. Yep. I'm taking red. Okay. I'm taking orange. I will take blue. Okay. I'm taking clear slash water. I am taking purple. Because glacier freeze is delicious. <laughs> that means I have clear water and I have yellow green. Those were all the options that were listed at the sports Ooh, books. Ooh, you got lemon lime and the last pick? Dude. The staple? <laughs> Shit. And then for first touchdown, we both get to pick a favorite and then a long shot. Okay. Okay. And so you get the amount of dollars if you're correct. So for example, Travis Kelsey is plus 650. You get $6.50. But if you choose Chris Godwin, he's plus 1200. You would get $12. I will t- I'll take Kelsey as my favorite. That's an easy one. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill as my favorite. Okay. For my long shot, I will take uh, Cameron Bright. It's a good one. What's he at? 22 to 1. Dawson Knox, 22 to one. I love that number. (laughs) And I'm taking any other Kansas city chiefs player at 25 to one. So who, who, who is not included in that? Basically like everyone's listed. I'm saying that like my long shot is a wackadoo thing that we couldn't possibly have predicted. You know, whether it's an offensive lineman or it's uh, some. Isn't it funny that because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, we're picking them to score the first touchdown, score the last touchdown, score all the touchdowns. Like, it's just that's where your brain goes. Yeah. But by the way, the list does go deep. Like, we've got Jaden Mickens and Garrick Dieter and You're picking someone that's not even on that? Like, Anthony Sherman isn't even available for you? Anthony Sherman is not listed. So he would be, he would count for me. Yeah. But that doesn't include Mahomes, obviously, or Brady. I just like it because it's it's it says Andy Reid to me. It just screams Andy Reid of like who who are, who's not being covered on this fourth and two from the two yard. You line. could really screw me if it's like a throw to an offensive lineman for the first touchdown. That's everything. Yeah, that's game yeah. over. That's twenty eight bucks. Man, wait a second. I'm really on the hook for some money here. <laughs> you had all the choices, man. <laughs> Shit, and I took all the favorites. Okay. Yes, my uh, my my risk is definitely lower ceiling than yours. We are going to get Kelly in Vegas in here shortly. Uh, Ingber, you know what? Why don't you stick on uh, for the beginning of the interview and we'll run through some of these and get her take just to kind of get her warmed up. A little rapid like fire prop bets. And, and then we're going to get Lefko, you're a square. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, here she is, Kelly in Vegas, Kelly Stewart. BR squad ride. She does everything. How busy are you this week, Kelly? Is everybody asking for tips? Everybody's asking for everything. That's okay. I expected it's Super Bowl week. It's the pinnacle of what we've been waiting for for the last 20 weeks. Uh, this is awesome. I, lo- I love doing stuff and I always love coming and hang out with you. 
This is like prop bet extravaganza, correct? It is. And, you know, we've seen several other uh, bookmakers that work with us at BR, DraftKings, FanDuel. They do this every single Sunday. It used to just be you'd come to Vegas, you'd get your prop sheet that was this thick, yeah. and you'd take an hour or two to go through it, and you'd bet 10 or 20 props on the game. Now it's available each and every weekend. So it's kind of interesting because I've had to start to focus on the prop market way more than I ever had before. So I was ready for Super Bowl this year. Um what is your relationship with the prop bets? Are you like when, when people ask you and hey man, heads or tails, what color is the Gatorade? How how many props do you enjoy and how many props people bet on that you're like, I would never touch that one? Well, it really depends. And the heads, tails thing's always fun. Every single Super Bowl I lived in Vegas, I've always bet heads. Oh, it's not shit. gone well for me the last few years. Trust yes. me. Yes. But so Inger's here. Inger's here because we just did props, and I took tails. So you're a heads person. I'm a heads person, and okay. I get it. Tails never fails, but it's definitely cost me the last few years and made me really frustrated. Um, definitely watch the pricing on that one. I know that some people can get a little egregious. Uh, you should never essentially pay for either side because it is a 50-50 proposition, but like minus 102, minus 103, that is my PSA. Do not lay 115 on the coin flip. Come to <laughs> Vegas. I'll flip coins with you minus 115 all day long. Um, all jokes aside, of course, the color of the Gatorade, that's fun. Especially if you know somebody that's on like boots on the ground at the Super Bowl and you can get like, that hey, is it's inside be information and like, or somebody at the Super Bowl timing the national anthem. Yes. And that's rehearsal. what we got last year. You know, I'm sitting at, um, sitting on the stage, the BR stage here in Vegas. And uh, a lot of the social guys had somebody there and they're like, it's under, it's going to be way under. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll throw some money on it. And sure enough, it was, I mean, way under. So now well, this was the famous, more intrigued. this was the famous Darren Ravel tweet where he was like, he was like, I knew what the, the timing was going to be, but I didn't tell anybody because that's what you're supposed to do. And it was like, okay, Darren, you no, work for the action no. network. You're supposed to have proprietary information. Yes. And you should share it with everybody. Look, if I knew, if I knew the actual outcome of something beforehand, I would love to tell people. That's I mean, actually a great question. So if you knew someone that knew the color of the Gatorade for both sides, you would tell people? I would tell people close in my circle, yes. Okay. And be like, dude, we have to hammer this. because. So this is the other thing with prop bets, right? Depending on where you like to shop, you can maybe only get a couple hundred bucks down. If I had real propriety, excuse me, proprietary information, like I knew Tom Brady was going to the Bucks, and I knew that I could right. walk into a casino here in town. I would be like, hey, guess what? I'm going to give you a bag of cash. You stand behind me. You stand behind her. And we would just line up and, and not get it in before they pull it off the board. That or they say, sorry, you can only have $1,000 on this. And then I'd have every single person. They'd move the line and you just keep betting it. Like, that's just how it works. And then they were like, okay, wait a minute. They know something. Tom Brady's obviously going to the Bucks. We should take this off the board. That's the that's the part of Vegas sometimes that gives me like GameStop Wall Street vibes where all of a sudden they're like, we're losing. It's not available anymore. And it's like, what do you mean it's not available anymore? Yeah, that just it's a little bit crazy. They could just take it off. Ingber, were you going to say something? Can I just say, because I had one opportunity in my career where I did have proprietary information, where I, through a sponsorship thing that I was working on, got to see the Super Bowl halftime dress rehearsal. And I got to watch Beyonce. So I knew what costume she was coming out in. I knew how many costume changes she was going to do. And I started calling my friends. Does anyone want to place a bet? No one I knew was in Vegas at the time. However, 
she changed it up and she had a completely different costume the next mm. night. So I would have lost everything if I had taken mm. this proprietary information. So I think these Vegas folks, they know that insider trading is happening and they know that there's proprietary information and they can still kill you. Because I, I was like, oh, Beyonce is going to come out in this. Yeah. She's going to change her costume this many times. I knew all those things. They were actual prop bets. If I had put my life savings on them, I would be broke right now. I remember the first match uh, because I was in the locker room with Mickelson and Tiger, I literally saw what they were going to wear the next day. And there were huge bets on, would Tiger wear red? This was back when the match was like, everyone's like, oh, crap. Will Phil wear black? And I, and by the time I got back to the casino, because like Charles was like, man, we got to get something down. And by the time I got back, they were off the board. And I was like, somebody already hit this. Um, David, why don't you run through a few of the props We'll just, we'll say I'm blind to Kelly. We'll see where she stands. And then Kelly is going to end up calling me a square. Great. I'll hit a few of my favorites here. Total players to attempt to pass over under two and a half. So this one's always interesting to me because do we see some sort of wildcat situation? Do we see someone who played quarterback in high school? Um, some, <laughs> I, I think, I think it's under, look, I, I went under two. I went under two. Under makes sense. But like, then my, my wheels start turning. Like well, we have Bruce Arians, we have Andy Reed. This we know exactly that some trickery can happen. So that makes me nervous. I'm not going to bet the under, but the under seems like the logical side here. That's I would, left go to. As she was saying that, I remember there was a play this year where Mikole went back to throw, but ran. And so that's why I was like, he didn't throw, but it could definitely happen. But I'm with Kelly. I took the under. Well, and they have to complete the pass, correct? That's the other thing. So now no, we're I think also it's an asking, attempt. Attempt? Okay. I've seen there's that's the other thing, Adam, that everybody needs to be cautious of. Each book is going to have some different wording. So I had seen that one, but it was will more two and a half, more than two and a half players complete a pass. So not uh, only are we asking a wide receiver or running back a tight end to throw a pass, they also have to complete it. So definitely keep keep eyes on, yeah, on that because it varies. Yeah, those are two separate ones. I, I think it's a it's a lot to ask of Mikkel Hartman to actually complete the pass. I just want to see him try because everyone goes, oh, oh, oh. It's the excitement as he's leading up to the pass. I don't care if he completes it. Um, offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown. Yes. Is plus 800. So, uh, you know, I, uh, did an interview with Johnny Avello and Johnny and I have known each other for a really long time. We've done lots of stuff together. Now he's with DraftKings and he's telling me about the, uh, refrigerator Perry, just absolutely decimating the books years ago, Ooh. just decimating. And I don't think it's really happened since then. Uh, look, and ever since then they've, priced it incorrectly this should be like 12 to 1 15 to 1 could it happen sure but i don't think at 8 to 1 it's it's worth even putting your money on yeah it's almost if you're betting that i would also bet like a defensive touchdown because that that to me is the most likely scenario like the first one that ingber brought up was like an offensive lineman falling on it or you're hoping for like an offensive lineman that goes into into a passing route and for me the one team that i thought could do that would have been the Chiefs with Eric Fisher, but he's yes. not playing. And so my thought was, because you're already down your left tackle, the last thing you're going to do is risk it even more. So that's why I was definitely no on that one. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, this one, you might have some information, some, some insider information about commercial breaks, but final play of the game over under 10.15 Eastern time. Ooh, yeah. I've got no good inside information. See, these are fun <laughs> props. I like Aren't some they? of these. Because so the thing is, Adam was asking earlier, the thing that makes props so great is that it keeps you entertained throughout the game. Now right. I'm cheering for this game to hurry up, be faster, be faster, be faster, so that it can get over. So the commercial break, that's hilarious. Um, I 
do think the Bucks defense will slow this game down. I really do. Mm. I think if the Bucs want to win this game, what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to eat the clock and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with over. Lefko took the over on that one. Yeah, I think um, I I really hope that they let Brady and Mahomes go. Like I I I really hope that it's not like a well, this isn't the Super Bowl we were expecting. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 27 carries, Leonard Fournette, 20. I really I think we're all hope. How do you balance Kelly voting for the Super Bowl you want or betting for the Super Bowl you want to see? Versus the Super Bowl that you think is a smart bet, because usually the bets, as we discussed in the beginning, you're rooting against fun in the Super yeah. Bowl because everybody's no, taking really, fun. And that's what everybody says. Anytime I take an under on the, you mentioned the squad road show. If I take an under, I'm apparently rooting against fun. What? No, I'm just rooting. I'm just saying that 56 and a half might be a little egregious, guys. Like this is going to be the game that like played in the high 40s. Um, of course, Adam, we want the Philadelphia New England Super Bowl every single year. We want high scoring, especially if you do like Super Bowl squares because every single change, mm. somebody's getting paid. That kind of stuff is more fun. Now, I don't necessarily see it being that high scoring. I do see it being fun, but I don't think to kind of go back to your point about the two running backs. I don't think either team is going to try to establish the run here. I, we know that Kansas city couldn't at least when they beat Tampa Bay last time, when they Kansas city get played run. Tampa Bay. I was just reading Warren sharp stuff who we're going to have on in a second. Haven't talked to him in a while, but he said when they played Andy went 80% pass more than any other game, because at the time Tampa Bay had the number one run defense. Think about what should have been a high scoring Super Bowl last year. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, this same Kansas City team, I think it was 10-10 at half. The Super Bowl before, it was like, what was it, like 3-3, 7-3, Rams-Patriots? The Rams-Patriots was the most boring game I've ever seen And that was in my Sean life. McVay and Tom Brady, and it's it's just the realistic nature. Also, what I was not bored, just so you know, as a Patriots fan. I thought it was really entertaining. Is it at 57 and a half? What's the, the Super Bowl line at right now? The last I saw was 56. I even saw a 55 and a half because so they're talking about there being thunderstorms on Sunday in Tampa. So keep an eye on it there. But look, I, I lean towards the under. But as you mentioned, we have two prolific quarterbacks. It could be 10, 10 and a half. I don't have the cojones to bet the under here. I think mm. I can find a spot live. Uh, let's just say the Bucks go out quick seven seven um, seven zero, and then Chiefs answer right away seven seven. Maybe I could find like an under sixty or something mm. in game. To me, that seems a little bit more feasible than trying to be late to the party here on the under fifty seven. When you're doing live betting, do you have certain things in your head that you're paying attention to, whether it's total or side, or are there more than just total and side that you're betting live? So that's pretty primarily what I do bet live when I'm trying to find an opportunity. And this Chiefs, this Chiefs team has made me into a live better. There have been times like during March Madness and things where you'll hit a live total. You're like, oh, this is way, this pace is way too high. Or even in the NBA, things like that. But this Chiefs team last year, I mentioned that BR stage we were sitting on. I'm sitting with a Chiefs fan. I'm sitting with a Niners fan. I look at the Chiefs fan. I go, you guys are down 10 in the third quarter. I go, Chiefs money line. And he goes, yeah, I go, I think so. And it was plus 240. And that is this Chiefs team. They're 14 and two this year. They don't cover. They never cover. Why you would ever bet them pre flop, I would never understand. And so that's the fact exactly that I took them for. minus three is a bad bet. Look, I took them when it was nine nothing Buffalo um, right. two Sundays Has, ago because I said. You know a lot of bookmakers. I, really quick, um, have they changed the way? that they make their lines live now because of the way that the Chiefs keep coming back? 
I don't think it's for every team, but definitely for the Chiefs. So that 9 nothing that Buffalo went up after they missed that PAT, I got the Chiefs at a pick em, at wow. even money. Down and I nine. was like, all right, I got to bet this. Because I knew I've seen that scenario happen all year. We've actually seen it happen for two years, but at least the first year, the Chiefs were covering machines for their backers. This year, the book's severely over-adjusted. Uh, look, I think this is going to be a really great game. I could see the Chiefs winning by one or two. We know those numbers don't happen very often. Right. Hopefully, for your bankroll and your, uh, your ticket, they make it easy on you. Right. All right. More props to Ingber. Which ones are we hitting here? Longest Brady completion over under 39 and a half yards. Ooh. ooh. I've been really critical of Tom Brady this year. Um, you have. You've been a hater of the Bucs since preseason. But you know what? Then everybody, everybody I agreed with you. like, they're like, why do you hate the Chiefs? I'm like, I don't. So, you know, everybody thinks this is like the worst Super Bowl ever for me. Look, I just like to play contrarian, right? That's bottom line what it is. Tom has shown me on several occasions this year he can't throw the long ball. And then every once in a while, he surprises me. Maybe he's got himself a cortisol shot, you know, right before the game. And uh, he's able to go over here. But that seems a, a lot. 39 and a half, I like the under. I'm lined up with Kelly. Me and her are aligned right now, Ingber. Are you nervous, Ingber? This does make me nervous. I wasn't nervous until the expert came in and started stomping on all my picks. Um, uh, last team to score chiefs or bucks. Do you have so, any insights into that? Cause that's Kelly, a weird one. Let me ask a follow up on that. I feel like I keep, I kept picking the chiefs on a lot of this stuff and it's weird because you know, you're trying to play game script in your brain. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. How would you even begin to break something like that down? I don't really know how you, would break that down. I think it's all about how you think the game's going to play out, Adam, right? Do you think that um, Tom Brady is going to be the Super Bowl hero and scores last? Do you think Patrick Mahomes has to pull some crazy play out of his, you know, where yeah. and, you know, throw some long bomb? I honestly, I do think it's going to be a close game. I do think that um, the Chiefs will probably win this game. And I do think that Tom Brady will have that opportunity there at the end to win it. Uh, the Bucks defense makes me really nervous. I'll say mm. that much. And I've mm. seen this Bucks defense improve. And that's where that Tom Brady hate came from that I made everybody so mad on Twitter because I said the Bucks defense won that game against the Packers, in my opinion. Sure, Tom had a couple of nice plays in the first half, but he's out there throwing ducks in the third quarter. And the Packers just couldn't capitalize because that Bucks defense was able to really stifle them. And they couldn't establish the run. I'm kind of. I don't know why, but as you were saying that, I was like, are we about to get a Bucks Raiders Super Bowl? But but the Bucks being on the Raiders side and the Chiefs just go crazy. I don't I'm really torn because like I I see exactly what you're saying about the defense, but then I think about the Packers offense and everybody was like, "Oh, they're such a well-oiled machine." But they're an oiled machine that was based on getting Aaron Jones the running game going and really only DeVonte Adams and I don't know why I'm now I'm like, Chiefs are going to beat the shit out of them. Like that's in my <laughs> head right now. I can totally see that happening. I'm not going to lie to you. I really could. Do you see a situation where the Bucks beat the shit out of them? I don't. I don't see a situation where the Bucks win by like 28, right? I just don't see that. Offensively, they don't impress me that much. And I do think that they will establish the run against the Chiefs. I'm going to tell you this right now. The Chiefs defense doesn't get any credit. 
hardly None. ever. And I think it's because three or four years ago, they were so terrible, right? Um, now you've got Clark, you've got Matthew, you got Jones. Some of those guys have really stepped up and become leaders for that defense, which I think says a lot in Kansas City. And in order to keep the game close, they're going to have to have a really outstanding performance. I think Tom Brady's going to have to throw an interception maybe too. We'll see how we'll see how it plays out because you're right. I have 45 different scenarios in my brain. Right. Um and so I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. I'm I'm going with the I lean towards the Bucks at three and a half because it's a key number. Mm. I lean towards Chiefs money line and that's what I'm going to be looking for in game. So do I see a scenario where the Bucks could beat the shit out of them? No, I don't. Mm. I think it could be like a 20 or 31, 28 type game either way. Right. Right. I mentioned 60 points. I think 60 is, you know, right around that magic number. So if I can find it in game, I'm going to bet the under. So it's like a, you know, I can even see like 28, 27 and, you know, somebody has to kick a field goal. Could you see 13, 10? Like my brain won't even allow that. No, but yes. Have we seen it before where you're, everybody's just like, it's like a snooze fest. To, to me, the, the Bucks blowout would be crazy on this, as Ingber likes to bring this stat up a lot. Mahomes has never lost by more than a touchdown. And so if the one time that it happens is in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, that would be absurd. I just, I just don't see it happening right now. Ingber, did you have another one, uh, one or two more that you were thinking? Uh, the Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes passing yards props are always interesting. This is the classic. We want there to be a lot of passing. We want to root for these guys. We want them to be, you know, throwing 450 yards each. Tom Brady at 295.5. Patrick Mahomes at 325.5. Do you have any thoughts there? Yeah, I actually already bet Patrick Mahomes under 329 and a half. So I'm glad to see that one's come down. Look, I love Patty. He's great. He's going to throw the ball a ton. And I'm going to be sweating in the fourth quarter. Praying mm-hmm. that he doesn't hit this, but it's too many points. Should be like three fifteen and a half. So we're still ten po- or ten yards over um, what it should be. I think it's too high. Tom Brady. It, I actually did a funny TikTok video with a couple of uh, my girlfriends the other day, and everybody was like, "I can't believe you picked Tom Brady to have more passing yards." Well, I think they're going to be playing from behind, and they're going to need to pass the ball more. I think that they're both going to probably be right around 300. So I'm definitely on Patrick Mahomes under and I lean Tom Brady over. You like Tom Brady with the Blake Bortles over. Yes. <laughs> the fourth quarter, 140 yards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, the Tom Brady versus the Falcons where he throws for 300 yards in the second half <laughs> yeah. because they're down so many points. Oh man. All right. Give her, give her another one. Um, will the game be tied after zero zero? So I saw this one the other day and, and look, we've got to see seven, seven, 10, 10. It's got to, nothing crazy can happen. You can't have a two point conversion. You can't have a safety. You can't have a missed field goal. Like, so I feel like it's got to be one of those, like they're going to match scores. So if you think that the game's going to play out, like, could it be tied seven, seven? Sure. That seems easy enough. But if you're asking me to lay one fifty on that, no, thank you. Yeah, that's totally fair. And then uh, overall, are you excited to watch the weekend and the seven extra million or eight extra million dollars he put in to really get the right performance for the Super Bowl, Kelly? 
Of course. You know, one of the best things about the Super Bowl is the entertainment around it, right? Like, I'm excited for the national anthem. I'm excited for that duet. As um, somebody who grew up in Kansas, I'm a country music fan. Love me some good R&B. So I think that's right out of the gate. going to be fun. <laughs> and then, of course, the halftime show. Most of the commercials two years ago were pretty meh. Last year, I didn't pay that much attention because I was in a sports book. So I'm hoping that we get some better commercials. I think they're going to be bad. Just because I've seen a lot of stories of like advertisers not running big campaigns this year. I think it's going to be a lot of like a single keynote on a piano and then the voice that goes, we've all been through a lot this year. No, thank you. And that's why Allstate wants to donate 17,000 meals to little kids that don't even have brains. That's right. We're supporting (laughs) brain. Like it's, I think it's actually, it's this weird thing that I've noticed in media where like when people want to talk, they want to do something for the community. They just acknowledge everything that's wrong with that community as though that community is like, oh, thank you for talking about our issues again. You know what I mean? Like I just... I have a feeling I'm a little bit nervous that a lot of the commercials are going to be inherently negative. That's my fear. Then you know what my plan is going to be? I'm going to walk over and get a cocktail every single time the commercial break happens and see if I can make it to the end of the third quarter. It's Isn't it funny, too, how over time things get beaten into the ground? So prop bets to me are almost there. Like they're, they're almost for the Super Bowl where it's like oh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. It, I just feel like it's, it's that classic segment where it's, where everyone's like, all right, what are we going to do? Um, and I, I think also like, remember when Super Bowl commercials, like it was a big talk the next day about the new Doritos commercial and, oh, okay. And, and, uh, I don't know. Now with like social media, it's like, remember when Oreo, when the Super Bowl lights went off and they, I don't know. I'm just being a hater right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, though. Like, I feel like when we were kids, the commercials were way cooler. Like, the Budweiser frogs, like, how are they ever going to top that? You're right. There was anticipation of how are they going to use those frogs this year. Amber, are we just being (laughs) haters or are we just getting old and being people that think that their generation is always better? Uh, You definitely think of... uh frog saying Budweiser is funnier when you're nine than when you're 25. <laughs> I think there's some reality to that. I but there's also that funny. thing, the best commercials come out on YouTube 48 hours before the game and they all get passed around. So what was so fun 20 years ago or 30 years ago was that we all saw the commercial for the first time. And then the next day in school or whatever, you're like, oh my God, did you see that commercial too? Yes. Whereas now it's just like a Netflix show. It comes out and people watch it at their own time. And there isn't this collective, oh my God, conversation. Well, it's, it. they're all trying to find that publicity window. Um, I, I always say, so right now it's Thursday. There's going to be a lot of news happening during these radio row interviews and stuff. It would be a lot more if there was a real radio row, but it's never a good time to really promote something because everybody is promoting something. The best time to promote something is Monday. When like people are traveling down to the Super Bowl, like that's the best time to put one out. And these advertising companies try to get ahead of it to the point where didn't wasn't Mr. Peanut supposed to die during the Super Bowl last year? Oh, that was a thing, yeah. yeah. A ago. And it happened like a few days before, like a preemptive death or something. Ugh. Um, so Kelly, what is your setup gonna be? So it looks like this year we're gonna go um so the Everybody knows Vegas is very synonymous for awesome Super Bowl parties, right? Right. Given the current landscape, 
we're at about 25% of that. So I'm lucky enough to uh, have some buddies down at the Westgate. They have a big VIP room that holds like 50 people. So I can invite like 15. I'm super excited. Get your own waitress, all the pizza, all the wings. And everybody's um, kind of like spread out. And those, it's almost like private VIP status. Yeah. And there's, oh, 10 TVs on the wall. So we'll get down there early, watch some watch some college hoops, maybe uh, catch an NBA game or two. And in the big middle square, you just have uh, the Super Bowl on. It should be fun. I'm excited because I havenven't got to do anything really awesome like that in a while. Yeah. So I think this will be this is gonna be kind of like a, a really fun thing for me. I Ingber, what is how do you normally watch the Super Bowl and how are you doing it this year? Uh, normally, I would get together with four or five friends. Uh, it, it ends up being ten friends where this guy invites four and then significant yeah. others and yeah. and et cetera start showing up. Uh, but the last couple of years, we all went to my friend Chris's apartment and all of us that have started getting kids now, the first half is this kid fest. And then some of the kids start falling asleep or they start heading home uh, with mom or dad at halftime. And then the second half is just the hardcore football fans. That's a fun way to do it. I'm not really a go to a bar guy. I don't like being um, definitely not forced to order things for four straight hours because I run out of things that I want to order after the first hour and a half. I like grazing for four hours, not ordering for four hours. That's that- hilarious because that's how I spent the Eagles <sighs> um, Patriots Super Bowl. I was in Scottsdale for waste management. And so we like show up at this bar in the middle of the first quarter and like they sold our table and all these, you know what I mean? It was just like, this is the most miserable Super Bowl experience of my life. <laughs> that coupled with, uh, you're right, like the dejection that the waitress or waiter has when you're not ordering. But it's isn't it funny too when they come over and they're like, anything else? And everyone at the table knows that we've eaten enough, but everybody still looks at each other and goes, you you want any? And it's like, no. Did you want the potato skins? Did but like, you, but oh, we fold under the pressure of a waiter or a waitress because we're like, <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you feel bad because you're there for like six hours and, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're I right. Just, I also That's can't That's just when I start handle... ordering shots and just all hell breaks loose. That works too. I also can't handle the me. me uh, this is where I'm going to be like the elitist fan. I can't handle the, handle the meandering casual fan during Super Bowl. It's like... I've been doing this all year. I've watched every game as much as I could. I'm really focused on the game. And instead, like someone's like, can we just switch over to the puppy bowl really quick? It's just so adorbs. And I just want to be like, <laughs> but I, <laughs> well, like, don't worry. I didn't invite any of those people to my Super Bowl party. Oh, I think I'm just watching gosh. by myself. I think, uh, I, uh, I'm just going to make some wings or order some pizza. Um, It's just definitely not as cool as some of the years past. Last year, I watched the Super Bowl at Dwayne Wade's house. And that was like... Well, that's pretty hard to top. And also, okay, I'll give a little story. So we were supposed to have our first show the week before. Kobe passed. It got pushed the week after that. And I was in Miami and we went over. And I'm like, oh, shit. There's Udonis Haslam. Oh, all this stuff. Jeezy shows up. And my fiance is the biggest. Have I told the story already on this pod, Ingber? Maybe. Not sure. You you had Jeezy on the pod, right? Yes. Well, my fiance is the biggest Jeezy fan ever. It's Jay-Z, Jeezy, and then everybody else doesn't matter. And he showed up. And we're at we're out there and we're like talking. And I, because I had interviewed him earlier that week, Ingber, I was like, he's gonna recognize me. And I went over and I was like, my man. Oh, no. And he goes, no, no, he did. He did. He was like, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, by the way, my fiance, well, 
Kansas City wins. I hit seven of my eight prop bets because I loaded up on Damian Williams and that they had a DJ there outside and he puts on this Jeezy song that is Enem's favorite Jeezy song. And Jeezy is standing right next to her. And she looks over and she goes, this is my favorite song of yours. And he goes, mine too. And then the beat dropped and she looked at me and I thought she was going to cry. And I was like, this is the greatest Super Bowl of all time. And then this year she's going to be like, stop farting. And that's going to be my experience. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I hear anymore. I'm not allowed to do it. I don't know why it's not allowed. Okay. It's just not allowed. Come on. We're in close places with each other for the last year by this so, point. If anybody's made it through a relationship in the last year, oh man, Godspeed. I'm very proud of them because it has been some trying times. My, uh, my advice for everybody amidst all this betting advice is to just yell loud noises. That's what I do. She hasn't caught on yet. Anytime I just go, bye, bye, something's <laughs> happening. I feel like you can definitely get away with that. Um, okay, so final. Are there any, any Kelly in Vegas uh, bets, sides, locks that you have really focused your attention on uh, that you're kind of proud of? Yeah, you know, there was one that I bet last week. Let's see, Thursday, the big prop packet came out. I ended up betting uh, Tom Brady minus 140 to throw one interception, um, to throw an interception. So it just has to be one. That was my favorite bet. I moved to 150. I bet it again. It moved to 160. I bet it again. And I'm like, okay, good. So I'm pretty loaded on that one. I wouldn't say necessarily it's my best bet. It's definitely my best prop bet this far. I also like, will there be a missed um, extra point or PAT, however you would like to call it. And also will there be a missed field goal? So I'm, I'm planning on there being, and you're saying yes. Yes. I'm planning on there being some crazy stuff. I know guys like crack that you have on the show love to bet. nose. they love to bet unders. Um, as I mentioned, I did bet Patrick Mahomes under 329 and a half passing yards. One of the things that was really interesting in this, so that I don't want to take credit, but I'm going to shout out my co-host on the podcast that I do Kelly and Murray. He mentioned this, you know, how, we're saying how we think the game's going to play out and how the Bucks can stop the run. I know they're not still the number one rush defense, as you mentioned, but I think there's like two or three, right? And I don't think Kansas City is going to try to run the ball. I really don't. So I'm going to start looking at today a lot of um, rushing unders, rushing attempts, different things like that. He mentioned it last night, and I said, okay, I'm going to sleep on this one, and I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time today and probably see if I can't find some value left on – some of these unders and nos and uh, do you then also add some though? Does that make you worry about like the Patrick Mahomes or like completion props and stuff like that? It does. It definitely made me go, Ooh, I don't know if I like that. And that's why I said I was going to take a break back, but like the more shows you mentioned how busy I am, the more shows I do, the more scenarios play out in my mind. And the more I'm like, wait, maybe I missed that. Maybe I need to look at that again. Um, you know, I'll, Always practice good bankroll management. That's my my nerd glasses that I'm going to tell yeah. you guys not to go too crazy. But, of course, people are going to have 10 or 15 props on this game because there's all sorts of different things to cheer for. If I go 10 and 5, life's going to be really good on Sunday. Maybe mm. I'll hit a Super Bowl square. Maybe I can find me some Chiefs money line in game. I love it. Kelly, thank you so much as always. Kelly Stewart, follow her on Kelly in Vegas. Uh, and where can they find your podcast with Murray? Uh, so it's called Kelly and Murray. Uh, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, basically anywhere that has podcasts. Nice. David, anything else for Kelly before she goes? One long shot for first touchdown. Oh, so this isn't that long of a shot now. Um, I gave it out actually on Sunday on the squad ride. We, we spoke about it. Uh, I like Nicole Hardman. 
He was, uh, he was 16 to one. He's now 12 to one. Look, I think that his performance in the first quarter against the bills was really telling because guess what? Andy Reid put him back out there. He put him in a position to score and he was able to do so. So I really think that he is going to be an integral part of this offense for times to come. Look, Tyreek's going to get double teamed. Kelsey's the obvious choice because Tyreek's getting double teamed, but let's throw in a wide receiver three here, kind of in the slot position, see if he can't get open and something crazy happen. Mine was my, what was my long shot was Cameron Brait. Ooh. Yeah. Well, because I hit the Dawson Knox 22 to one uh, as the first touchdown scorer uh, in the AFC championship game, because we're going to have Sharp on here in a second. And his big stat was that. Uh, the Chiefs in the red zone against tight ends are awful. And so that's why I'm leaning on that. But Do you think that they're going to run with a two tight end set? I like it. It's interesting. I think, uh, and Sharp will talk about this more, I know that he thinks Godwin's going to have a huge game. Anything in the slot, middle of the field. I can see that. Yeah. Well, you have to listen to the rest of the pod. There's going to be good stuff. Warren, Kelly, Warren is excellent. You. I'll definitely tune in. Thanks, guys. See ya. It's now time. To slow it down, snap those fingers, and welcome in a man who's only as cool as the other side of the pillow. Awesome. Crack. Daddy. He's the crack. Daddy. Crack, you came in like a ball of fire. You are you are feeling the props. I, a lot of people say, this is like your Super Bowl. Your Super Bowl <laughs> is the Super Bowl, and oh, yeah. you must be going nuts right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm popping in and out of jurisdictions, uh, <laughs> just just because um, there's great opportunities outside of Nevada now that you know we have legalized sports betting in I don't know like 21 states or whatever, maybe more. Uh, there's great opportunities with some of these new sports books that aren't represented in in Nevada. We have there's literally a dozen. Which states sports are we books. talking? I think New Jersey has 22. Uh, different places that you can bet at. I, I have so you're in like Promo City. Yeah, Promo City, New Jersey is great. Uh, Colorado. Oh I no, that's I was just no, I, that's not a real city. I just mean right. like you're going to all these new sports books, taking advantage of their promos. Oh yeah, Promo City. I, I it's great though. Right? I call it Promo. Yeah. It is Promo okay, City. like Atlantic City's Promo City to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there there are some uh, great promos, especially for the Super Bowl. Let, let's just face it. A lot of these companies, if they're public companies or not even, they want to show their investors or their board uh, that they are making mega money and mega volume. So they're offering mega bonuses, boost and bonus money. Mm. It shocks me. I love it. I can't wait till these FanDuel's, DraftKings, points bets get to Nevada because we need the competition here in Nevada. We need that. We need there to be other sports books here for to compete. And also uh, that'll make these guys that are here already, the old school guys, give us some extra money. Um, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And I am uh, popping in and out and I got a story for you. Well, then right. let's lead with that. This is a story. So I go to a sports book outside of Nevada. They have kiosks set up a dozen, maybe 15 kiosks where you can put the bets on the kiosk. And there's a little desk of course uh, up at the front now, this particular sports book is in a casino. The casino is owned by someone else. The sports book's just one of those little places that rent space, maybe give a little profit share. I go in and I put my first thousand dollars in the machine. I bet two hundred dollars a prop. They go right through. My second two thousand dollars, I'm betting two hundred dollars a prop. At my fourth bet, 
The supervisor comes over, 25-year-old kid in the suit, fresh out of McDonald's University, comes right over to me and says, you need to give me ID and I need your social security number. Come up to the desk. And I'm like, F you talking to me like that. You know what I mean? Not that I demand it, not that I'm anybody, but I'm a human being. You don't talk to someone like that. This guy's 125 pounds soaking wet. I got body parts that weigh more than this kid. And this kid's like, he wants to yell at me and um, tell me, demand an ID. So um, he's like, $2,000 or more, you got to come. I said, well, I haven't bet $2,000. I've only bet $1,800, $1,780. And I said, uh, he said, well, I need your ID. I said, well, you know what? I'm leaving. So I cash out of the thing and I can't get the voucher out. He decides to tell, he says, I'm freezing all your tickets. What? He's freezing my $200 tickets. So I'm just thinking what to do now. Next thing you know, 30 seconds later, he actually, on the way back, must have called security on his little megaphone. Security surrounds me with four guys, one with a Mahaska, one with a gun. This guy had a gun. He had his hand on the gun. And another you know, a supervisor in a suit. And they, you understand, there's a disconnect here. The disconnect is... The security has nothing to do with the sportsbook company. It's the gaming casino security. So this kid mm -hmm. probably called up and said, uh, this guy's not being compliant to me. He's not giving me his ID. It, it's $1,780. I mean, it, it, I mean, li literally, I, I said, you know, I can go back to South Philly, and, and there's a little old ladies on the corner in the candy store booking out of their bra 200 bucks. You guys are, you know, taking uh, IDs and socials. Now, granted, I had no... I have no reason not to give. I'll be happy to give an ID. I'll be happy to give my social. One thing I do, I'm very unusual like this, um, Adam. I don't mind uh, giving my ID. I don't mind going over 10,000. I don't care about CTRs, which is called currency transaction reports, 10,000 or one more cumulatively. I don't care about that stuff. I, I, I actually want to get CTRs. I don't care. But the idea was I had a lot of prop bets to make. I, I, you know, I just wanted to bet $200 a prop bet, not, not thinking anything of it. I may have went back to them later on to see if they didn't change the lines. I may have bet them again. But um, so now I go up to the counter. I'm screaming at this guy. I usually don't do that. I very rarely lose my temper. I, I, I try to be nice to everyone. A big, happy teddy bear kind of attitude. And uh, I say, get your boss. Get your So now that sure enough, his, the, 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 the director was in the building, unbelievably, because they have many different sports books throughout the country. The director was there in that particular jurisdiction. He comes down. He knows me. It's, I don't know him, but he knows me. He's like, hey, I, I, how, how are you? I know who you are. And I said, well, I got something to tell you here. This kid over here that's working right here, he should not be able to get – he shouldn't be able – I said it right in front of him. He shouldn't be able to mop the floors in this place, never mind have a suit on. I mean, he, he doesn't know how to deal with people. He's been dealing with French fries his whole life. I said it right to him. I mean, he, he's just – he can't be dealing with this. The way he's talking to people, talking down to me. He said, I'm sorry. He, he, he probably handled it wrong. I said, well, I want to make sure you know right in front of him. Make sure you know what really happened because he's going to tell you something different probably. I explained myself. They apologized. I was happy to give my ID, but it's not over $2,000. It's because I'm betting $200 prop bets. $200 or more, they required ID. But it's just amazing the, the trials and tribulations of someone like myself that goes to make $200 prop bets in, in, for the Super Bowl. Crazy, right? How did he react when you were saying it to his boss right in front of him? Oh, right in front. I didn't care. I didn't care. He was wrong the way but he did what it. What was his face like? No, he was just, he was quiet, actually. He was actually, he was probably Did he have a goatee? Down. No. He, he, no. Okay. He quieted Damn. down right away when his boss said he knew me. So he quieted down. And uh, and the guy was very, they were very friendly. But the thing was, the security had that, that disconnect. They did not know what I did wrong. And still didn't know. When I walked out, I looked behind me. 
and there was a security guard with the supervisor at my car almost. So I would, I would like to say that, um, boxers, uh, their, their hands are licensed weapons, right? Yep. Like if they go Deadly out and they hit somebody, it's a felony and all that. Um, that's how you are with bets. <laughs> and I think the, the story that I'm taking from all this is not about a, uh, an under-equipped manager uh, that is is maybe a little off the handle. I'm seeing that when you walk into a casino, it's red alert, and that the hands need to be on the handguns because that's how dangerous crack <laughs> is. I think yeah. I think that you're underselling how dangerous you are to these establishments. The traders don't want you to circumvent limits. They don't want you to bet 204 times. They want to know who you are. And yeah, you, you, but you're right though. When they find out it's my name, they automatically it's going to be heat on things, and things are going to overmove now. So you're right. You're 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 absolutely right. It's like me walking in. With, I have a solve. Yep. Fake mustache. They will yes. never know. If you came in also with a baseball cap. I right. also think that you'd get away with it. Yeah. You know, the mustache and just turning the hat around sometimes. Yeah. Thinking, maybe like a little Samuel mitt. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that, if you come in and you're just like, you're like, hello, my name is Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. The mustache I love too. Uh, but yeah, so this is a big week and, 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 and people want to, everyone's grabbing me, calling me, texting me, please give me some prop bets, please. I just want something. Just want a little so something. So give me, give me. So you were saying earlier yeah. that a lot of these newer sports books, they're going to want to show all their investors some good old year over year growth. Yes, this is what we brought in last year. This is what we brought in this year. Fact. Let's do year in year year over year growth for betting markets. Yeah, it's you seem like there's more action for this Super Bowl than recent Super Bowls. Is that true? Well, I'll tell you, in jurisdictions like New Jersey, where they have the app betting makes up 85% of the market, probably, I would say yes. But for jurisdictions like Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Las Vegas especially, where they do not have these big Super Bowl parties, you can't call them Super Bowl, the big game parties, where normally like the joint at the Hard Rock parties. Yeah, you can't. The NFL has some kind of... Yeah, some kind of hold over them. They can't call it Super Bowl. Even if when you go to security e guards come up and some McDonald's University employee comes to yell at me, I'll deal with them. But anyway, yeah. so there's no parties. So you're saying the at well, the, the window, parties are only 50 people. There are only 50 people allowed compared to 4,000 last year. So there's a big difference this year. They're not getting all that flying traffic. Nevada yeah. handle will probably be equal or down a little bit to previous years. But I think the handle, like, I mean, just look at New Jersey. I think they have $6 billion bet. I think there was $6 billion bet in 2020. Um, I think Nevada had 4.3. I mean, New Jersey crushed it. They're going to mm -hmm. be bigger than ever uh, this year. This Super Bowl is probably going to handle is going to beat that. More people are watching the Super Bowl this year, which means they'll have a bet than ever, I'm told. So people are home. This, you know, we're still in that COVID state. People are staying home watching the Super Bowl, but they have to have a little bit of action. So you may get some more action in the Super Bowl. Maybe that biggest watch Super Bowl ever. You're like me. You got that ADD, uh, yes. and you could bet. I mean, there's a bible of bets you can make yep. on this game. How do you process focus, but also not hyper focus your bets so you're kind of leveraged one way? How do you approach a game in which there's a million ways to bet? Well, at this point in my life, thank God. Uh, well, first, I will tell you, I did have a little bit of a panic attack a couple of days ago. I get them very rare, like once every six months or something. It sounded would, like it happened at this sports book. 
I was overwhelmed that day. Maybe that, that night when I came home to bet some apps, when I, when I got back to my hotel to bet some apps, I, I, I was over. I actually had to sit back and breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth, and just kind of calm down for a minute. Um, that happens. It happens sometimes. It hasn't happened to me in a long time, but it did happen uh, overwhelmingly. And there will be even more of that, hopefully not this weekend, because a lot of my bets, I'm actually, I'm making about 80, in 80 to 85%, 90% of my bets this weekend, because I'm looking to bet a lot of unders uh, rather than, than, than overs, which I bet a couple early in the week. So I'm looking to bet some unders. And uh, you have to literally sit there and just keep on. What I do is my, my guys should tell me exactly what I should be looking for in betting. I personally, at this point in my life, knock on wood, that I am just not, there's really no bankroll management involved because I'm all in. I'm all in. I, I literally will go all in. Every penny I can get my hand on is going to be in action because I know we have a small edge on these props and over the, the volume, uh, we're, we're going to win money. We've, I, we've never lost a Super Bowl. It, you know, as preventing, it's not going to be How like- How many a, Super Bowls have you bet? Oh, well, the reason why I'm saying I never lost Super Bowl, I don't mean the side or total. I mean the hundreds of proposition bets I'll yes. be making. We've never lost cumulatively on all the bets. When, when it's all tallied up at the end, we're going to have mm. a show a profit because we're, we really have good advantage bets. Unlike throughout the year where I have a 2 3% edge, 4% edge on games, you know, Super Bowl time, on some of these prop bets, I have a 10% edge. So this is uh, – it's wow, 10%? If you, yes. If you don't make money on this time of the year – then you might as well hang it up. So, uh, but I do. We do bet as a team. Lots of money, and, and I is just it ten percent because of all the square money? Why is it so huge? Those type of wagers will be wagers on Sunday morning. Very good, Adam. Absolutely, because let's just face it. Everyone's going to bet um, Mahomes over touchdowns. People aren't going to root for no scoring. They're going to be rooting for over touchdowns. How did you passes. do during the Eagles Patriots forty one thirty three Super Bowl? As that someone a, that likes see, to bet the under. That was a high-scoring game, and I figured that this was going to be the one we're going to lose. Absolutely not. Somehow we made money on that Super Bowl. So wow. uh, this this particular Super Bowl, though, I will tell you, uh, if it's a high-scoring game like that, I, I, I'm going to call it right now. I'd be happy to break even if they score 75 points in this game. Um, but but I, I don't see you know, Listen, last year was an under. The year before that, uh, they 13-3. to three. I see – that kind of a boring game is the way I'm going to be rooting uh, a boring game where I no points or, uh, you know, it, it, we do We did bet a couple overs, but I need a boring game in order to make a decent amount of money. I need less scoring uh, drop passes. Uh, not a lot of handoffs. So in years, in years past, if you're in Vegas and you're at one of these 4,000 people parties, yeah. you literally like to be the only happy person at the party. Yeah, you uh, want you want the crowd to be groaning. Yes. You want people leaving early. Yes. You want to be looking around and seeing paper plates with half-eaten crab cakes on it. That's, That's right. when you know you're making money. <laughs> yeah, okay. like two years ago at uh, resorts in Atlantic City at the DraftKings book, thirteen to three. You could hear a pin drop. It was no one saying anything. Like, and you're sitting there know. like this is perfect. <laughs> oh man, it was yeah. And any kind of unders is great. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, do you and your viewers want a uh, a prop bet to bet? Fuck yeah, we do. All right. We've been talking about a bunch of props. I tried to bet a lot of the unders with David. I took like Brady under, Mahomes under. What did um, you take under? Under on what? On on receiving? I mean, on yards. passing yards. 
twice. Passing I, yards. I would wait till game time. It might go up. It might go oh, up yeah. Yeah. We're just um, recording now. So I'm like, oh, yeah. if we could adjust for later, but you're right, especially yeah. because the game kicks off after six right. all day. Oh, it yeah. gives so much more time for people to bet those all day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can go to, you can go to church on Sunday. You can go to G gamblers anonymous and you can watch that game. Let's keep on going. Yeah. So it should be a fun day, but I'm going to give you guys a, a, uh, I'm going to give you a, a bet. This is that brought to you by Qu crack wins. Oh yeah. Crack uh, wins. You, you can hear again, bankroll management tips, bets, props, crack wins app. Check it out. Okay. So you're giving this sure. to the 33%. Yeah. This is one of your favorite props. It is. It is. Now, listen, you can't judge me by one prop. You can, the way to get them, I'm going to have a dozen on crack wins by the weekend. But we're, and gotcha. even if, the, listen, we're hitting 65% on, on basketball this year. It's crazy on college Ooh. basketball. So let me uh, give you one. Will the first touchdown of the game, it could be either team, will it be a passing touchdown? That's what I say. It's going to be a passing touchdown. You have to lay, I laid a dollar 75 and a dollar 80. And uh, I lay up the two to one on that one. And I hate laying money on something like that. But I see that, uh, and I see that prop available at a couple different places. I kind of like that one. I like, uh, well, 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 uh, I like the passing touchdown. I think that's the way it's going to go. And, you know, throw yourself mm -hmm. a couple bucks on there. Nothing crazy. Okay, so you're a big fan of that. So that's one of those things where Mahomes drops back and you're like, here we go. And yeah. then he starts running and you're like, you son of a god. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I you know. have to be careful with that. Mahomes scored the first touchdown a couple weeks ago in the first playoff game. Uh, he ran it in from Browns. the one-yard line. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so listen. And that's the one I'll know about in my brain because I'm giving it out here so i'll know to look for that but a lot of the bets i won't even know i'll have a pile of tickets a pile and i won't even know what i'm rooting for for the most part you know each player wow. under or each player whatever it may are be there, are there any popular prop bets that you often refuse to bet that you're just not interested in uh well uh, i i don't want to bet ones that could be controversial and me, you, and Kelly, like you said, you're second. no longer doing the national anthem. That's right. Me, you, and Kelly talked for a second um, off air in the beginning here. I'm not going to bet no more national anthem over or unders because uh, I bet Christian Aguilera a couple of years ago under. And listen, it's real simple. Just do the research. Just go on YouTube and you can watch that person singing the national anthem uh, and, and just time it. And then that's going to be the average that that person's going to sing it now. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we seen Christian Aguilera back when she was eight years old up until the night before the Super Bowl. She sang it again, and it was way under, like by 13 seconds. And sure enough, I bet the under, and it came under within 10 seconds, we, under under the time that it was the over-under, and they said she missed the word the, T-H-E. So she missed one word, and they negate the bet and voided the bet. So I, I'm just not going to have them having a chance. You know, if someone sings it and says the wrong word, or maybe, maybe just they can't really hear audibly the word, and they could say, "Oh, we're not paying you." I'm just not going to have that. Before um, before we go, is there any value in any MVP vets bets that are not Mahomes or Brady? Wow, wasn't it great that you and I both came up with that last time uh, about six shows ago? We said uh, Mahomes MVP anywhere from plus three fifty to plus five to one. Shit. Wouldn't you like to have that ticket now? Uh, yeah, what's no. that at now? That's uh minus one, minus one twenty, minus one ten. Wow. Um, yeah. Great there, job, crack. There is some. Uh, there, I, I'll tell you, there's some really good. I'm gonna pull it up here while I have you on air. I seen a bet here. Oh, here it is. Okay, how about this? This is a sweet ticket, man. This guy put he bet MVP, and I like it because it could be a defensive kind of a thing here. 
where someone on defense like gets, a JPP uh, or something. That's it. That's the person. You know who really? it was? Yes. Uh, <laughs> here it is. Here's the bet. Here's the bet. JPP, and it's a hundred. It's a hundred to one, I believe. Her. It's one hundred two thousand. Two thousand to win three hundred thousand on JPP. On JPP. Yeah, and here's the other guy. You just need one strip sack, fumble, an interception. Two thousand to win three hundred thousand on Shaq Barrett. So that's interesting wow. bet. You can still find these at hundred to one. And you know what? Yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea to throw a little peanut Listen, or a little flyer on. Something last time, like that. last time, Bucks were in the Super Bowl. Uh, they had a defensive MVP of the game. Uh, yeah, it was. I don't think it was Tavares Jackson. It was the guy. Huh. He had two picks. I did not uh, know that. So a defensive yeah. guy. That's what you, you get. Maybe a guy goes in there and gets a couple, you know, sacks and maybe recovers a fumble and, you know, for a hundred. If it's a low scoring game, it's yeah. got a chance. Yeah, it's got a chance. Crack, so thank you, man. It's it's been a blast, dude. I've had man. so much fun with you this year. I'm going to be yeah. texting you on Super Bowl Sunday. Please uh, do. I hope. I hope you're sitting there with a stack of tickets and digital tickets and you're just killing it, man. I've, I've really <laughs> Thank enjoyed you. It's it, been dude. a blast and I uh, really love you guys. Uh, appreciate love bringing you too, me man. on. Look forward to coming on next season when you get to. Hell yeah, Crack. Have a great day, baby. Thanks, crack guys. Crack wins app. Download it. Check it out. Hit him up on social. He's one of the most friendly guys you can talk to, except if you're challenging him at the window. Get the hell out of his way. <laughs> awesome. It has been too long. Far too long since I've stared into the camera and seen a stash as beautiful as this. <laughs> Warren Sharp, both of us wearing our matching one AirPod. Warren, I've missed you. We've talked, but I've missed you on air. How are you, baby? I'm doing great. I've missed you too. Love your show. Uh, love you as a host. It's, a, it's, it's great talking to you. Great time to come back to the flock of the uh, Left Coast show and hit up a big special for the Super Bowl. Excited. Uh, last year... Uh, because of your extensive report, I loaded up on Damian Williams in the Super Bowl and I hit every prop except for MVP, which he should have won. Uh, last week, I don't, I think I have told you, uh, using Sharp Football Analytics, your website and, and getting all that, uh, and some of your recommendations there. Uh, I bet Dawson Knox first touchdown reception hit that at 22 to one. Boom. Uh, and, and I feel like you've probably had an amazing year. I know you've had an amazing year with some of the coaches you've interacted with, but now that it's the end of the year, what was, what was this season like for you using all the data and information? And, and maybe I feel like you had an advantage with some of the COVID stuff. What was the season like? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we absolutely crushed it the first nine weeks. I mean, it was, it was almost like you couldn't miss, you couldn't miss anything. The first nine weeks, the only things that we were missing was when we would bet a random first half under, right? Like it seemed like every under that we were betting was, was losing, but we, we absolutely torched it. And then the last half of the season was not nearly as good as the first half, but it was still a profitable, successful season, really good season from the computer totals and the computer model that I use. Uh, but, but overall it was definitely highlighted by like the first literally Really, the first nine weeks were, I mean, the best nine weeks I've ever had betting NFL wow. since I've been doing this. Uh, how how accurate was EDSR this year? Was it the pride and joy like it normally is? It was completely accurate. Um, I, I really didn't, since I wasn't doing your show and didn't have somebody pulling it out of me, I wasn't sharing yeah. any of that information publicly. So it would have been fun to talk about it on a weekly basis. But uh, no, it was, it was still... 
quite accurate and we could still see that um, you know most of the more efficient offenses are the ones that made it to the postseason, that made it to the championship round, um, and that made it to the Super Bowl. Although I will say EDSR certainly favors a particular team in this Super Bowl matchup, so it's going to be really interesting to see if if they're able to bring it home. You know, pulling information out of you—it's what I call sharp sap. I just want to plug into that tree and just drain it all out. I would imagine EDSR is extremely favoring the Chiefs. Is that what you saw? Yes, and the problem is just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are so reluctant to avoid third downs. And one of the reasons that they've been as great as they have been is because Tom Brady has been ridiculous on third down when he passes Mm. the football, converting third down after third down. We saw it on that first drive. If you recall in your brain, that five or six third downs against Green Bay. Six third downs. Uh, They ran the ball on five first downs. They ended up getting into six third downs on that very first drive of the game in the NFC Championship. Brady converts them all, moves the team down the field. I think think he failed on one pop, perhaps. They went for it on fourth. I'm not positive there, but moved the team down the field. Third down pass to Mike Evans for a touchdown. They go up 7-0 in Lambeau and never looked back from that point in time. Uh, He was absolutely ridiculous, and that's going to be a key matchup in this game because – The Kansas City Chiefs have the number three best third and long defense in the NFL. So how often is Tampa Bay running the ball on first down? How successful are those runs to potentially, if they're successful, could avoid third down or set up third and short? But if those runs aren't successful on first down, those highly predictable runs that Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich have been calling, then it may Mm. set up a lot of third and long situations. And that's where it's really a Tampa Bay strength or at least what's worked for them on a Kansas City defensive strength it's going to be interesting how that matchup plays out last year uh I mean of course I remember you talking about Sean McVay two years ago and what he needed to do which was something uh playing 11 personnel three wide receivers one running back one tight end against the Patriots last year you saw a lot of opportunities to kind of dump it off underneath to the running backs for Kansas City, uh, and and really San Francisco had to generate pressure, but it sort of faded off as the game went on. Is there anything that Tampa Bay or Kansas City has to do different from what they normally do in this game? Is there, and and these are two coaches that I kind of have faith in that may do some self scouting, but does one of these teams have to stray away from their normal game plan? Absolutely. From Bruce Arians' perspective, he's the one that I feel is going to be most reticent to stray away, but needs to do it the most in order to attack the weaknesses of the Kansas City defense. And I think he has to do three different things. The first thing, when they're on offense, they have to throw the football more to the slot wide receivers. Kansas City's, their perimeter defensive backs are really good. They have allowed success to opposing teams when they attack via the slot or via running backs or tight ends in the passing game. I I know on sharp football analytics, I feel like you even gave out Chris Godwin uh, as something for the Packers game. So it sounds like he could be pretty prominent in this game as well. I absolutely, I mean, there are some sharp guys that are betting unders on Mike Evans I have not bet the over on Chris Godwin, but I absolutely, that would be the way that I would look. I'd be looking to fade Mike Evans and betting on Chris Godwin or just betting on Chris Godwin here because in that first half of the game, they played week 12. So we have a little bit to work off of, see what they did in that game. They, I feel like Tampa Bay does not use any intelligent analytics, self-scouting, defensive scouting, 
ahead of the games. They do a great job of adapting and adjusting, but they don't do much coming into the game. So coming mm. into that game, they were attacking the perimeter on the v- majority of their wide receiver targets in the first half. They threw very infrequently to the slot and they were actually throwing to running back uh, wide receivers lined up as running backs in the backfield. Those passes were terrible. The passes to their wide receivers were terrible when they lined up out wide. Their passes to the slot wide receivers were great, but they hardly threw it all there and they fell into this massive deficit early in that game. At halftime, they came back. They came back. A lot of Gronk too. A lot of Gronk. And I'll get to that in a second because the inline tight ends. But when they were throwing to wide receivers, they only threw three times to wide receivers that were out wide, 11 times to wide receivers in the slot. And the production was night and day different. The slot, mm. they get production. Wide receivers out wide, they don't get production. So when you're watching at home and you're watching this game, study how often Brady is throwing deep down the perimeter and whether or not those passes are going to be successful. History tells us that Kansas City is really good against those, much worse in the slot. Gronk, you mentioned him. Interesting dynamic because Kansas City is really bad at covering tight ends. But what they're especially bad at is covering tight ends in the red zone, but also tight ends that line up in line, which is at the end of the line of scrimmage, down in a three-point stance, lined up next to the tackle, as opposed to split out into the slot. They're really good against slot tight ends. They're really bad against in-line tight ends. And mm. that's how Gronk, who lines up mostly in line, had a ton of Damn, success. because I'm trying to hit game. Cameron Brait prop. Kind of like Dawson Knox last week. Cam Cam Brate, we took him for first touchdown for the Bucks. We you took did? him for anytime touchdown. I think nice. Cam Brate does have the chance to have production here and success, but I also am concerned with the amount of inline work. See, the Bucks have so evolved and changed over the course of the year. Now Gronk is being used more as a blocker and less as a route runner. That being said, he had so much success in the first game. Will they choose to use him a little bit more there? That's hmm. that's to be determined, really. The other um, thing, the other thing that they need to do a little bit more of um, is they need to use more play action when they're in 12 personnel. When they put two tight ends out on the football field, their production is terrible. It's absolutely disastrous. But when they use play action off of that, it's significantly better. So, I mean, the splits aren't even close. And anybody who's looking at these numbers would, one of the first things they would recommend is stop using play action with, uh, stop using 12 personnel without play action. You're terrible from it, but using play action really fools the defense. So use that a lot more. So that would be another thing. And then the last thing that they need to do differently is defensively use a little bit more middle of the field open coverage. And that basically means two high safety looks play two safeties back and keep the middle of the field between those two safeties open. What they were doing too much of in the first game is playing with a single high safety, which closed off the middle of the field. There's a safety standing there. So and that's I don't know why like Tyree kill had one-on-one. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know if the announcers are going to be talking about middle of the field open or closed, but in my report, I write up talking about middle of the field open and closed. That's what that means basically. And they had a lot but the, the Tampa offense had a lot, I'm sorry, the Tampa defense, defense allowed a lot more production when there was a single high safety. So they need to use more two high safety looks here and they'll have more success. So this is very interesting to me. If you're trying to bet the game or bet props or predict pace of play, because Tampa Bay started with a one safety look and because uh, they were thrown to the outside. 
But in the second half, they make a roaring comeback and cover that game and switch to a two safety look and switch to more throws across the middle. Do you then give more of a credence to, I believe they'll do those things because they learned from it the last game and it'll carry over? I think that they'll definitely learn, I I think, like the assumption of rational coaching, right? But I think that they'll learn from the slot receivers, the way that those were deployed. I'm not so sure about the single high safety look. You would think that they would be doing a little bit less of that and a little bit more two-man. And I think that they switched over the course of the back half of the season to using more two-man to begin with. So not even opponent matchup specific. They started doing that a little bit more often. But I definitely think the way that they played in the first half. And remember Tony Romo made that interesting comment and he's obviously not looking at the numbers like this, but he made an observation at the end of that game suggesting, you know, I think that there's a chance, Jim, that we could see Tampa Bay get back to play these guys in the Super Bowl. I really do. Even though Tampa was like seven and five or something at that right. point in time. And he's like, I saw something that they changed in the second half that made me believe that they could be uh, one of the things that they clearly change is going after the slot receiver against the chiefs. And I think that that is something that they need to start the game out with. And I, I actually think that they should, I think that they will do that. A lot of people were amazed at the ability to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers from the Tampa Bay defense last week. One thing that I took from your report, this extensive report, is that the gap between Patrick Mahomes and every other quarterback in the NFL when pressured is vast. And I'm I'm curious if you could kind of establish that for the listeners and also how do you think it's going to be? Because I know like Crack was saying, you know, 100 to 1 for JPP as MVP is interesting, but there's always this notion of what if they get to Mahomes? How does Mahomes play under pressure? He's phenomenal. Mahomes is better under pressure than most quarterbacks are without pressure. Like it's it's that crazy and everybody gets worse under pressure. But Mahomes is absolutely insane when he's being pressured comparatively to the rest of the NFL. He's worse pressured than not pressured, but he's ridiculous. One of the key things about his game and that's why I really think an underrated discussion point Adam with this game is the fact that the Chiefs are allowed to stay at home and don't have to go to Tampa until Saturday, and don't have to be walking around the town, don't have to be going into conference rooms and ballrooms and having media day and all this other type of stuff. Keep treating Patty Mahomes' toe as much as it needs to be treated in his home location with his training staff and get the rest that it needs because that's going to be vital for his ability to avoid the pass rush. Obviously, you're dealing with a jumbled up offensive line that's mismatched uh, and, and lost another tackle in the last week's game. It's going to be vital because Patrick Mahomes is basically totally different than Tom Brady. Um, if you, you you cover NBA tremendously, by the way, yep. and oh, thanks, in NBA, like pretend you got the shot chart, you see all these heat maps, the shot charts, and Tom Brady is like that quarterback who all of his jumpers come from the foul line, right? He just, the dude just is, you know where to find him. He's going to be taking jumpers at the foul line. He loves doing it. He's good at it. He doesn't like moving around that much. That's where he is. That's his home. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is the dude who's got jumpers from the perimeter three-point line all the Mm. way from the baselines to the top of the key. He's freaking everywhere when he's shooting these three-pointers, but he's all over the place. And you never know where he's going to come from. And he's great at all locations. That's what 
the heat map looks like when you track where Patrick Mahomes is throwing from. He's throwing from targets that are, or or, or he's releasing the ball from spots much deeper than Tom Brady mm. is because he does all these backpedals. He can backpedal like eight yards from a shotgun snap and still as he's in the midst of a backpedal, throw the ball with precision 20 yards down the football field, right? And then he's off to the left or the right and you don't know where to find him. And that's going to be vital that he can scramble in the backfield to throw the ball down the field in this game, because I do think, you know, the pass rush is going to get to him a little bit. I don't think it's, it's insane to assume that that offensive line is going to hold up against a very good defensive line. So Patrick Mahomes is absolutely going to have to be a major key. His mobility in the pocket is going to be vital in this game. That was, I was watching this YouTube series about the greatest NBA players ever and diving into their peaks. And one of the interesting thing about Kobe's peak was that LeBron and Jordan, when you look at their heat map, it's a very dense heat map right around the basket. But Kobe's, it's not even just the threes. The entire half of the court is hot, which is just a testament to what Kobe was like. You have all of this information. And I think the important thing with information is how you synthesize it, how you come up with a hypothesis, even though you've looked at it every single way and see positive and negatives for both sides. You do all this information, you write it all down, you put it all together. What did you, what did, what was the summary that popped up in your head as you were processing all this information and avoiding bias? I mean, there's a, there's a few it's, it's a, a fantastic matchup. We're going to get a fantastic game. I really hope weather doesn't factor in because if it does rain more than just the light drizzle, there's only one team that that favors, right? That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no chance that the rain favors the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. So if we, we got to hope it's not raining. Not that I'm rooting for a specific team yet, but I'm just talking about for the benefit of getting Entertainment. two quarterbacks at their peak, right? I know Brady's like getting older, but like he's still playing great. I want to see these guys go up against each other, not against Mother Nature. So if we get great weather, I think this game is, is fascinating and there's a lot of compelling angles from a lot of sides, but it's really going to come down to just a couple elements in this game. I definitely think you covered most of them in your discussion with me. It's going to come down to whether or not the Bucks stick to the first down runs. And when they do get forced into third down, how does Tom Brady perform? This is why I actually like a prop that takes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over five and a half third down conversions. And I also bet them to convert on a fourth down. And when you you do both of those things, I think mm. they're going to get forced because they run so much on first down into a number of third downs. And you hope that they're you're able saying to- saying that because they're always so reliant on third down conversions, there's going to be so many opportunities for them to convert third downs. Exactly, exactly. There've been times in the Super Bowl where I've done this, where I've looked at a team based upon how good the opponent is on early downs or how good, how bad a team performs on like first down to say, I think they're going to be forced into a fair number of third downs here. So I'm going to look at either you could bet. I mean, you can't bet these things during the regular season, but in a Super Bowl, you could look at bet on the number of first downs they record, bet on the number of third down conversions they make, bet on the number of fourth down conversions they have, because inevitably it's almost a hedge, but you can win both. If you don't hit the number of third down conversions, they're going to be forced into fourth down and they'll probably have to go for a couple of those. Mm. So I think both of those pair really nicely together. Um, on the other side of the football, how well are they protecting Patrick Mahomes? And 
Does Andy Reid stick with the passing game? Because it's going to be massively important that he does stick with the passing game. Some other coaches would sit there and say, well, you know, we love our passing attack. However, our offensive line is a disaster and their strength is their defensive line. So I let's try to run the report that Andy Reid went a season high 80% passing against the Bucks. I am yeah. hard pressed to think that they're going to change the identity of their team at the Super Bowl and take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. That's I just- 100 100- hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. Yeah. So my bet is on the passing attack of the Kansas city chiefs. That's why I like betting some of their running back rushing props under is not mm. a bad way to look at some things. Um, I, I personally have a favorite bet on this game, but it's actually not a side or a total. Is that a tease? Uh, if you want me Do to talk to subscribe about it now, to no, football analysis.com. N- no, you don't. I'll, I'll share it with you right now. You ready to get into best bets? Hell yeah, I'm ready to get into best bets. I've been all you have to understand, Warren. You could literally say, you know, I'm just uh I think they're gonna be rain. I'll be like, I'm betting on rain. Like I'll take anything. They're all best bets from you. Okay, what do you think? My favorite bet of the Super Bowl, Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. Mm. The logic there is simple. Texting. Number one, look at who the leading receiver is the last two weeks. You've got Tom Brady and all these wide receivers, right? Godwin and Gronk and Mike Evans and AB's been banged up, but you got all these guys. You know the number one leading receiver is the most catches on the team the last two games? Wow. Leonard Fournette, okay? Even with Think all of, those drops, he's still leading Even, the team even with catches. all those drops. And actually, like the way that that sun was factoring in in the game in Green Bay, that led to a couple of drops. He would have had more catches. He's also the second leading most targeted player the last couple of games. And just think logically back to Tom Brady in New England and think about those running backs that he had there. James White and all the other guys that filled roles that still caught the ball out of the backfield. James White's receiving prop was was way higher than three and a half catches, right? You is a slam dunk three and a half. You have that in the by the second quarter. But the point of the matter is that Tom Brady loves throwing to his running backs. And here we've got this unique situation where there are two running backs on Tampa Bay, right? That kind of split time. They split series, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, but only one of them actually is a reliable pass catcher. And that's why some of the sharp guys pounded the living hell out of the under in Ronald Jones receiving yards such that they had to take it off the board. Okay. And the Ronald Jones receptions was at one and a half. It's down to a half. Like Ronald Jones is probably unlikely to catch even one pass, let alone two in this game. Those targets are going to go to Leonard Fournette. And think about this. Leonard Fournette is leading the team in receptions, even though they're winning the game. So imagine what happens if they're losing a little bit to the Chiefs and they have to throw the football a little bit more instead of run it on first Ronald down. practically comes off the field. I just think I just think Leonard Fournette is going to be on the field more than Ronald Jones. I think he's going to be in a great situation here. Uh, probably at this point, I mean, I'm betting a lot of different props on this game. That's probably my favorite one that I've got at this very moment. Do you have a least favorite prop? Uh, I'm betting any least favorite. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, they offer hundreds and hundreds of props and I've got, I don't know, maybe what's, 10 what's, to 12 what's, what, that I've bet. What, Warren, what is, what is the Super Bowl you're hoping for? And what's the Super Bowl you're afraid we're going to get? 
Uh, Super Bowl, I'm afraid we're going to get is just tremendous amounts of rain. Um, but Super Bowl that I'm hoping for, I actually, you know, this is a, cr- a crazy situation. We talked to Crack, obviously, you know, Sunday night, he and I work together, uh, work, talk daily almost. And um, we, we were looking at the, the, the total and he's like, hey, hey, Warren, what's your, what do you have on this total? I said, actually, I think 57 and a half is pretty high. I, I, I think we should. So he grabbed a little nibbles of under really early on Sunday. And obviously there's no more 57s on the board right now. So that's a good bet. But I said at the time to him, as well as when I talked about it publicly, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be my final position on under for the game. But my computer model just looked at this game and thought that 57 was too high. Now, one of the things that I think is going to happen that I'm, that I'm afraid will happen is just a deluge of rain, a monsoon, the game just gets played in the muck and it's not enjoyable at all. That's the, that's the fear. But if that doesn't happen, I really have no fears. This game could be a feel it out process. I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and I'm thinking, how are they going to start this game? Obviously I think they're going to pass the ball. However, are they going to throw the ball down the field with deep drops right out the gates? I highly doubt that, right? I think that they would want to make sure that their edge protection is secure and sound. Mm. So it might have a lot of like short passing to start the game to feel out how this pass rush and what Todd Bowles is having these guys do and then ease into some of the deeper shots down the field. I think Tom Brady and the Bucks could come out, run. I, I hope, I hope that they do first play of the game, first down, Tom Brady, Looks like he's going to hand off to Leonard Fournette, but pulls it back and throws the ball down the field. Play action on the first play of the game. Oh my God, I, that would be a revelation to me. I that would make my Super Bowl if they do that. Because that's but, how much they run on first downs typically, and that's how much how much value that play action would be added to their game. But they mm. just refuse. So, so really, to so really, the Warren Sharp note is: if Tampa Bay gets the ball first, or whenever they get the ball first, if they do a play action to Tom Brady, we're about to see an amazing Super Bowl. I think that's a nice, simple way to break it down. If Tom Brady sticks the ball in the belly of his running back on the first play and you see him pull it back out the other side and look down the field to see who he can hit, we are in for a classic, my friend. I think it's going to be a classic either way. I don't think I so. the rain will be there. I'm, I'm, the morning forecast, I mean, we're looking at this thing three times a day, four times a day. <laughs> it looked worrisome last night. It looked okay yesterday morning, not too bad worrisome last night, much, much better this morning. So there's still a lot of time. It's Florida. Things change quickly. We'll have to see how that goes. But as long as we don't get rain, it's going to be a classic either way. But if we get a first down play action out the gates from Tom Brady, we're in for a thriller, my friend. Warren, great to talk to you. We'll have to do it again sometime. Uh, Keep kicking ass. Sharp football analysis. He's got a podcast on The Ringer. He's doing articles and videos for NBC because he's big time. Warren Sharp, baby. Sharp football. I love you, pal. I miss you a lot. Miss you too. I'm not on national TV yet. You're 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 the one who's holding down the fort for us on that front. So keep up We're the great work. We're just doing this. We're just doing this. We're just growing and growing, pal. Thanks there again. There you go. Man. So we have heard from Kelly. We have heard from Crack. And we have heard from Warren overall, Ingber. What was your big takeaway? If Are you running to the window on any of these things? 
Uh, Leonard Fournette receptions over three and a half was something that I had thought about just having watched Tom Brady for all those years. Man, does he love to sucker a defense into uh, almost sacking him and then just lobbing a teeny little squirt Mm -hmm. pass out that goes for uh, nine yards on third and seven to a running back. That is so Mm -hmm. Tom Brady quintessential. And so I love it when an analytics person sees the thing that I as a dumb football fan also see. Uh, again, you could tell from all these guys, if you're going to bet the under, wait until closer to the game because all that day Sunday, a lot of bettors are going to be throwing it on the, the late money on the overs. Fournette grabbed my attention. Godwin grabbed my attention. Um, I'm just hoping for a good game. Now, all I care about is that first play, Brady play action. Let it happen. Um, I think it's going to be special. Overall, who do you think wins, Engber? Who's your pick for winning? How can I not say it's the Chiefs? I like the Bucks plus three just because it feels crazy to give Tom Brady free points in a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I do, in my heart of hearts, gun to my head, whatever you want to scenario it, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win the game. I almost want to take the Bucks right now just to not jinx it, but I'm going to go Chiefs as well. Uh, thank you to Crack for coming on every single episode this year. W- what an absolute joy it's been. Um, Thank you to Kelly for always entertaining us. Thank you to Warren for coming on and making this last one special. Thank you to the production crew who's been here all season long. We will have another episode right after the Super Bowl just to kind of wrap it up. And then from then on out, we got a bunch of really cool Radio Row interviews of some cool interviews to give to you guys. We're going to keep it going for David Ingber. You know, I like to take life wisdom from all sorts of weird parts of life and uh, just getting my car out of the driveway in the snow you gotta rock it back and forth sometimes it takes a few attempts sometimes it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen and then you try a new tactic and then all of a sudden it does you can take life wisdom from any corner of what you do on a daily basis ain't that the truth i am the l-e-f-k-o-e man good luck with your bets in the super bowl enjoy the game be safe holla 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 we'll talk to you later